Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch today, strolled in from the beaches area. East End, close East enough. End, sort of. <laughs> See, because I think of ourselves as East Enders because we're like East East. We're like the Six East kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like when somebody says they're from Leslieville and they refer like, to themselves not, as an East Ender, East. I'm like, no, you're from Leslieville, but <laughs> uh, it is technically you're East. The, you're from the dirty East. Oh, oh. <laughs> she's not wrong. Just kidding. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the dirty East, really? Is this the dirty East compared to like, I don't know, Sherborne and Queen? I think that's the dirty East. <laughs> that's not, I consider East East of the DVP. So ah, gotcha, that's a gotcha, whole gotcha. other dirty. That's a whole other dirty. <laughs> Sorry for anyone that lives at Sherborne and Queen. Yeah, let's not offend, <laughs> let's not offend people. Hey, everyone, it's Amanda, and we've got Heidi in today from somewhere else in the East End. That's the thing with Toronto. It's freaking huge. So the East End is bigger than a lot of towns, to be honest with you. Um, so many, so many towns. So many. Like, I th- I think we talked about this in one of our podcasts. Like, I have some, I know someone from, like, a small little town somewhere. We'll just call it Buttfuck North. And they're trying to convince me the quality of life is so much better in Buttfuck North. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Buttfuck North is as big as my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What does there do in Toronto? I'm like, I don't know see a game taking a show anything anything. (laughs) i don't want it to travel just to fucking go see the auto show like you know anyway what do i know (laughs) we have heidi here today and she reached out to us play the name game play the name game with heidi i just want to hear it the the name uh heidi there's nothing no other name that rhymes with heidi is there heidi schmidey Fidey? I don't know. <laughs> is, I don't think that's how the name game goes, by the way. I don't know. Oh, I was thought you were talking about the game our kids have been playing no, for days. No, about like the name game. I have no... Oh, that. Yeah, no, go, I go, don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it. Why not? You do it. You, you... I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yeah. I thought you work with kids. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, but our kids have been playing this game for days. <laughs> I'm talking about the name game. I know, what, you you, I know what you're talking shit. about. But our kids have been doing this game for days, which they got on a YouTube video, I guess, where you say any name and then you guys have to go back and forth with names that rhyme with that but they have to be real names so names that rhyme and then whomever can't think of one then it's over only one of our children is three so she Everything says names rhymes. like Bina we're like well, that's not a name. name she's like yes it is sure it is she's like Bina Fina Pina Tina Rina Hina Lena <laughs> most of those are names though at least she exercises her knowledge of the alphabet yes okay well anyway I'm not playing the name game with Heidi but she's here and I will tell you that she uh when she sent us the email she told us that this is way outside of her comfort zone she looks terrified to be sitting on our couch Why right now terrified? so hopefully she'll be more comfortable by the end of well, this okay well time out. What, hour. What, what, what are you what are you scared of right now you look comfortable I, to me by the way i don't consider myself a very articulate person <laughs> you're you're in good company <laughs> have you heard our shit before <laughs> you're in great company you guys are great oh well she has wanted to reach out to us because she has a unique business and thought that it would be interesting for other people to hear about and i totally agree but she was scared to do so and i guess through some business training she's done she worked up the courage she sent us an email and Ooh, i didn't let her back crazy. out i was like okay next available opening we have you're coming in and here she is nice thanks that worked out really well <laughs> So why don't we start with a quick introduction for anyone listening. Give us some background on you. I mean, we've already said your name is Heidi. A little bit about how long you've been a therapist, what type of practice you used to have, and then how it evolved into what's happening now and what we're going to be talking about today. All right. Well, I got my massage license in 2003. Most of my massage career has been part-time and it's been all over the place. Chiropractic clinics, at home. I've done some corporate massage. 
Yeah, all over the place. Where did you go to school? Um, Canadian Therapeutic College in Burlington, which is no longer there. Yeah, because yeah. I looked into that before I started massage school because they were one of the few places at the time that had an advanced standings. And their advanced standings was cool because it was like a one, one year, year. But it was crazy. They were like 12-hour days or something like that. Like I would have had to go to school for three 12-hour days or something along those lines. Um, it was pretty cool. But then the travel for me was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to go all the way to wherever Burlington, Stony Creek, somewhere along Burlington, Burlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. One, I did a phys ed degree at Brock, and mm-hmm. one of my friends went straight into the one year, but I didn't feel I was smart enough. <laughs> I couldn't grasp everything that quickly, so I did the uh, what was it, two years? Two years. Yeah. yeah. What made you do do massage therapy then? Because I didn't get into the OT program at Mac. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and I didn't want to. I had taken a. I'd already taken a year off of. Mm-hmm school yep. uh had applied to mac for ot didn't get in and was like i can't just sit i can't just it's be at home anymore i need to do program. something else yeah. yeah i got through to the interview stage but then didn't nice. get passed yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't want to be an ot anyway i had big plans but you know that was my plan right really no yeah. i didn't know that yeah that was my initial plan i had taken a job that was supposed to be just something to make money so i could go back to school and then in the midst of having that job i fell in love with it i met mark i started massage school and never ever went through with the applications to become an OT. Interesting. You would, you, you know, you can make more money doing this. <laughs> you can. You can make I a fucking you. killing doing this. There's, there's, there's certain parts of this business I think that, that most RMTs just don't recognize or don't go down that route and you can you can kill it. You can slay it as an RMT if you really like. Want there's to. more entrepreneurial opportunities oh, versus so, an OT. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there could be for an OT, but OTs don't think beyond the walls of the place where they work, and therefore they won't really branch out that much. That's probably true. I feel like if you're an OT, once you found your niche, you find a job that's secure, and you know you're either working in a hospital or you're working with children. Like it's you've yeah. got your place in that field. Yeah. And I know that part of the reason I wanted to do that is I was thinking about working with children mm. and you I wait till the we, yeah. you wait till OTs just kind of get the entrepreneurial fucking spirit put into them and it's just going to blow up but they won't so we'll just nab up all those opportunities and create them I have a fun story since you've told us both that uh, we are better off now as massage therapists when we I quit my job Ontario, when yeah. I quit my job at the fitness club that I was managing I had to go and talk to the owner of all the clubs and, and he said what are you going to do like why are you leaving um, the truth of the matter of why I was leaving is I couldn't handle working with him or for him and I just said there's a whole bunch of factors but I'm not happy here and he said well what do you want to do and I told him I think I'm going to go back to school and become an occupational therapist and he's like why what are you going to make as an occupational therapist $70,000 a year he's like I'll pay you $70,000 a year and I was like he's nowhere his clubs have all closed down (laughs) and even if his clubs didn't close down his clubs at least they're in Toronto and they'd be shut down for the next 28 days so fuck off Mister, I'm trying to keep you here. You woke up on the wrong side of the bed, didn't you? No, no, no. Not <laughs> I'm at all. just kidding. There's only one side of the bed for me to get up on. Because if I came on the other side, I'd roll You'd over roll you. right on me. Yeah, okay. You would have known, right? So then why would you ask? Come on. Dad jokes. Like, yeah. help me. This is my life. I, anyway. I don't know what to say. Heidi, let's get back to you. So you... Don't even know what to say. Exactly. What are you going to say? <laughs> How do I respond? Let's get back to you. So you went to massage school because OT didn't work out. When you got into massage school... Were you surprised at the level of difficulty? Did you find it easy because you had just done your phys ed degree? Tell me about the experience. Uh, It was better than I thought it was going to be. Like I thought I was going to be totally overwhelmed with all the anatomy and physiology and everything, but it actually wasn't 
it was good. I had a good class. I had great teachers. I think that just made it a lot easier and more fun. So Awesome. And then straight out of school, like you said, you worked all over the place. You've worked in chiropractic clinics. You've worked in corporate. And at what stage of your career did you decide, I want to work for myself? Because that's what you're doing now, right? Oh, I think I wanted to do that a lot earlier than when I actually did it. Because I was sort of just tired of being under the like obligation of like you have to work this many hours or like I just wanted to be able to like pick and choose who I saw when I saw I wanted to create my schedule I wanted to even over like the time of the appointment like if I wanted to run late I wanted to be able to run late if I wanted to be exact on time like I just you want freedom I wanted freedom yeah totally Mm -hmm. um so a couple years ago I had gone inactive um and had done some other work and I knew I was sort of burnt out of I guess I just didn't feel I was being impactful enough with adults. Mm. I find that when you like, and I had, you know, experienced different types of therapies myself. I was interested in getting more training under my belt, but I didn't have enough money to do all the different stuff because everything costs money. Mm-hmm. So, but then I knew I wasn't, I wasn't ready to give up my license, but I didn't want to keep doing adults or whatever I was doing. Always like kids had seen some of like, you know, my client's kids before, um, actually spent a number of months looking into opening up a kids arts and crafts supply store because <laughs> I'm that's a bit cool. of a craft geek. And that's so random, but cool. Very random. <laughs> um, but that didn't pan out. And then, I don't know, I think just one day it clicked. I was like, wait a second, I could just massage kids. Mm. And then I think I found about there's a lady in the States, Little Kids, she, um, Tina Allen, so she does all pediatric massage therapy in the U.S., a lot focused on kids with uh, disabilities or in hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went down and did a two-day training with her and then opened up my own practice. So that is why Heidi's here today, because she is the owner of Me Time. Is it Massage Therapy for Kids? Is that what it's called? Me Time Massage Therapy. Me Time Massage yep. Therapy. Yep. And she exclusively treats children now, which I thought was really freaking cool. And I've got a whole bunch of questions for her, which I told her off mic, that these are just the questions that my clients bombard me with all the time because I do treat kids. So I'm like, I'm really just going to pass them off to you since you're the expert. (laughs) (laughs) All right, go for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, first, before we do, I know Mark's got questions. I just have one major question right off the bat. When doing billing for children, do you ever get any backlash from an extended healthcare or a third party payer because you're treating children? It's like, no. And so, but that's often a big question I get from the parents. Like, oh, do you think my kids will be covered under my benefit plan? And I said, well, do you ever question that they're covered under your dentist? Like Mm -hmm. the dentistry section? No. I said, so if you're covered for massage, your kids are covered for massage. It's just nobody ever thinks about it. The only reason why I asked that is because there's a whole bunch of insurance companies. It feels like a whole bunch there's probably not it's probably like a very small handful but there's a whole bunch <laughs> i just said it again but there's a but there's a series of insurance companies that seem to be asking more and more information from the therapist before they repay a claim that comes across their desk so it started off with a couple insurance companies saying hey um you need to put your address on the receipt which is not a requirement for us by the college but the insurance company saying if we don't have that we're not going to pay it back yeah. and then i've seen some insurance companies ask for proof that the massage therapy treatment was therapy therapeutic. In other words, you need to itemize this receipt now and send us some sort of documentation stating that this was a therapeutic treatment or we're not paying the claim back, which is really fucked up in my mind because 
that's not what their policy is all about. So I was wondering if this goes one step even worse than that because it's children and it's under someone else's plan. And, you know, when you have a five-year-old kid there, is it easy for you to make the argument that this is therapeutic in nature? Well, I've been doing it for two years now and I've never had an insurance. Nice. Uh call except for can you just verify that they've had this appointment date that's it so i don't know i've never run into any issues so far i would say knock on wood but it'll be very loud so don't do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'll i'm gonna go through some of the questions i typically get and so for anyone listening who does treat children maybe heidi can uh expand on the answers i've been giving to people okay sorry go ahead no go ahead just because it's i can always see your eyes light up when you have something to say just because it's kind of chronological right you have your own physical space now right yes i do can you give us like kind of the rundown for how did you find your space and then you're also moving and stuff like that and then what does your space look like for because when as soon as i hear kids massage i'm not gonna lie i think of hmm does it look like those places where little kids get haircuts and shit and like you know or like a little kid's dentist is uh, your massage uh, table uh, shaped like a rocket ship seriously (laughs) stuff like that or 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 like a or like a like a like a a children's dental office where there's like fucking toys everywhere and there's like pictures of drafts Mm -hmm. on the wall it looks kind of like a a daycare right so i was curious yeah so when I was initially looking for a space, I wanted it, I didn't, I knew I didn't want a clinical space because I wanted it, I wanted it to feel like home. Right. I wanted it to be cozy. Um, and I lucked out and found this old house, this old Victorian house that had been converted into professional offices. Oh, nice. And I got a front room with a bay window. So it was like wood floors. It looked like a home. Um, and then how I I decorated it. I didn't want it to be all. You did not want. I did not want it to be like giraffes on the on the walls, and too. I didn't want it to be too bright and colorful because I wanted it to be, you know, relaxing, comforting. Makes sense. Um. So my space, what it did look like was, um, I actually went to this place out the West End, and they put together a bunch of like very old vintage like photos of kids. And they made this kind of collage for me. So I had like kids sleeping, kids playing, the letter Z, and some cartoon characters. So that was on one wall. I had my diplomas on the other wall. One wall was windows and then another wall was just had this painting I have. I like it. (laughs) So, and then I had, I had some kids, some small kids, wood furniture, and then these, these little painted monkeys kind of around. Right. Um, So it had some kid vibe to it. And then when we could have stuff in our rooms, I had kids books. Right. Um, And then a couple of chairs for the parents. It makes sense though. You don't want it to be like too exciting. Like I know when I take my kids to a pediatrician or a pediatric dentist, then it's time for their appointment and they don't want to go because they want to play. And then when their appointment's over, they're like, can I just go back and make puzzles? I'm like, no, we have better puzzles at home that aren't missing pieces. Why do we have to stay here? Not even that. (laughs) If I'm working, there i don't want to fucking stare drafts on the wall all day long like i don't know how kindergarten teachers do it i don't know how they hang out with fucking little five and six year olds or five and four (laughs) and five year olds all day long without turning into a four and five year old like i'm pretty sure my daughter's kindergarten teacher i'm pretty sure she just like she's i mean when you have like pumpkin earrings and like and like a Santa Claus earring like you know what I mean like when you start looking and acting like a, <laughs> like a fucking little kid something's complete because all you relate to are little kids all day long anyway <laughs> I suppose well, the atmosphere also makes that something of a real thing the too. funny thing is is half the time what the kids they 
always ask me about my diplomas. What does that say? Mm. What is that exactly? So it's funny. They're not picking up care. on yeah. my kids' mural collage of pictures on the wall. <laughs> they're they're asking me about my diplomas. Like, that's new. Is, I haven't seen that. Well, and uh, we're also thinking of kids. We're thinking of small kids because well, yeah, we have true, very small true. kids. Like a 10-year-old doesn't care about giraffes on the walls, right? You know, like they're over it probably. Unless they're into giraffes. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're really into giraffes. Exactly. <laughs> which they could be. But it's just because you have a children's Maybe massage clinic, you want to have it comforting for children, but not like, not where it looks like it's only for little kids because then the yes. older kids are going to be like, well, this is stupid, mom. Don't bring me here. Mm. Exactly. And, and I get teenagers too. So yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. You want it to be open for all kids. I think I just took the kids. word kid and twisted it to be like, tiny kids right because we have tiny kids and all we ever see are tiny kids these little crazy yeah. crazy kids who keep us up all night by the way sorry <laughs> my apologies well it's okay i've got tons of questions for heidi so hopefully she's got all day so the top question <laughs> that like, i get <laughs> from almost any somehow if it comes up in conversation with any of my clients or if they do have kids and somehow it, it comes out that i treat children without fail everybody's first question is what? Why do kids need massage? I love that question. <laughs> so I'm going to start there. No pressure. What do you say when somebody's like, why do kids need massage therapy? Well, often the first thing that comes out of my mouth is don't think of adults and muscles. So yes, that's a factor, but it's not like most because when people think of massage, they're like, oh, they're going to, you know, relax your tense muscles. And um, and then I go into, you know, kids have stress. Just like, just like adults do, um, but just different stresses and they experience stress. So they um, absolutely do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My youngest was stressed out as fuck today. Like I don't just sit around and cry because I'm stressed. She just full on had a cry fest. Mind you, she was crying because everyone was leaving and the sitter was coming over. Right. But that's valid stress. And it took her to the point of freaking tears. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Various stresses, I get kids that come in for anxiety. So, you know, academic, family stress, yeah. uh, whatever. Any kind of stress you can think of, they've got it. Um, kids are coming in for sleep issues. Mm -hmm. um, they're coming in. So there are, I didn't want to focus my practice on sports. That's what everybody wanted me to do. And they're like, oh, you need to go like advertise, you know, this sports venue or this and that. Right. But of course, like, you know, I do have a few athletes that come in um adhd is a big mm. one um i do have parents that bring their kids just because they want to create a good wellness foundation for their kids for sure. right? that's every one of my child clients it's the parents that see me regularly that trust me that know me and they're like i want my kids to know from a young age that this is just a good habit this is taking care of your body and this should be a part of your regular routine have you ever had yes. consent issues with the child coming for treatment and not necessarily wanting to be there but mom and dad is like hey i want you to do this have you have you ever had that i have Never had consent issues, no. Um, I did have a new child. I would say this was probably in January of this year because it was pre-COVID, but it wasn't that long ago. Maybe end of last year, early this year. I had a couple bring in their kids. They were a little older. I think they were maybe like 10 and 12 and they had never had treatment before, but the daughter did dance and the son played baseball and the parents were like, you know, they don't really have any problems, but they're covered under our benefits. We come to see you. We thought maybe that you could do something for them. I was like, yeah, for sure. The daughter was super excited. Like, I want to go first, jumped on the table. No, you know, so excited. The son seemed hesitant. And then I was thinking, well, of course he is. I am a strange woman. 
he's a 12 year old boy. And so I just really very slowly went through the whole informed consent with him. This is what's going to happen, you know, and it's letting him know that you have the right to tell me what you are and are not comfortable with. Right. You know, you want to get on the table in your basketball shorts and your T-shirt. Do that. I'm not telling you you have to take anything off. You want to do just 20 minutes of the do that. It's fine. And once he got a little more comfortable with me, he was fine. And then he came back the next time and he was excited and like, I'm going first. But so it wasn't a consent issue, but I did have to very slowly go through well, everything with him. Because consent can can be a thing when dealing with children, right? Because mm-hmm. we know in Ontario, there's no age of consent for massage therapy. Right. It's all about does the person in front of you, the child, have the capacity to understand? And are they freely and willingly giving their permission to have a massage therapy treatment? So, I mean, I've had scenarios when I've worked in other places where mom brings in Johnny for a treatment. I get Johnny in the room and Johnny after we've sat and talked Johnny is showing me that he is completely understanding he has the capacity to understand and his his choices are free and I'm determining okay you're an autonomous person and then at the end of all of my determination he's like and I don't even really want to fucking do this. Mom's making me do this. I hope Johnny didn't say fuck. Well, no, but it was it was close. It was close. <laughs> I might have might have helped him out with that. No, I'm just kidding, right? And so we had to have a discussion with mom where he doesn't want this, and you brought him here, sure, and you're paying for it, and he's under your plan. But, he but at the end of the day, it. he's an autonomous person. Yep. He has the capacity to understand. And after we get our conversation, he doesn't want to be here, and uh, therefore I'm not going to put him through that. That's a really important thing you brought up, and I'm sure Heidi can expand yeah, on she's it. She's dying to say something. But yeah, dealing dealing with. <laughs> Kids, you have to make sure that you are letting the children talk. Like parents want to take over. I'm sure you get that all the time. So yeah, yeah, any like crazy experiences like that where like the parent just bulldozes the entire conversation. Well, at which point? I mean, even any you have talked, you you brought up like two different things. Like I can roll into my how I do my whole consent thing, and I can talk about parents. Yeah, let's do both both of them. Let's do both. Okay, so the way I do it with kids, so parents are always in the room, and generally because. Um, you know, the kids are, especially when it's their first time, the kids are uncomfortable. Um, so I always, I generally what I do is I get the parents to fill out the uh, health history form and then I talk to the kids while they're filling out the health history form. So I ask them if they know what massage is, do they know why they're here? Do they know what it's going to look like? And cool. so after I go through those sort of questions with them, um, then I kind of, I, I walk through what it looks like for an adult to have a massage and then I give them all the choices I said you can leave your clothes on that's fine you can leave your shirt on take your pants off you can leave your pants on take your shirt off you can do whatever you want it doesn't matter to me and you can change your mind halfway through the massage so if you decide you have your keep your clothes on and you decide halfway through you want to take them off that's fine or vice versa so I I make sure they they know all their options and I don't care which ones they pick and then what generally ends up happening is the parents always like but it feels so good with your clothes off just take your clothes off like (laughs) which which I'm which you know like I get and I try and it's really hard because I don't want to like you don't want to override I don't want to override and I know parents and especially in the first in the first appointment I just try and make everybody feel comfortable like Mm -hmm. so but usually the kids usually most kids are pretty strong-willed and they will if they don't want to take their clothes off they will not take their clothes off so I can attest to that I roll with the punches if my kids don't want to do something they're not fucking doing it (laughs) and I don't you know, and clearly I literally don't care what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's never, there's generally never a problem. Um, and then kids, it's funny because kids will tell you when the massage is over, if they don't want to do the full time yeah, or, yeah, even, you know, they'll be like, 
I think I'm done now. Yep. <laughs> and that's fine. For the parents in the room, yeah. is that a your choice or their choice or the kids' choice? Because you, you kind of... I, I leave it up to the kids or the parent. Okay, okay. Yeah. So I would say the majority of the appointments the parents stay in, but uh, there's I have a number that... Or, or like they'll stay in for a number of appointments and then they, then they, they you can tell they can get more comfortable or they know their their kid is more comfortable and right, then yeah. they, they leave, they go off and run errands or sit sit on the <laughs> waiting area. Right, right, right. Yeah. So my question was more about like when you're having this conversation with the kids, if the parent is there, is there ever a concern where the parent is answering for the kid and you're not really getting a chance to hear from the child? Yeah. Well, I always make sure to bring, like that definitely happens. Like parents always trying to answer for their kid or um but usually the kid always gets a chance to talk um you know it's usually during the massage that i feel like i wish parents would just keep quiet yes that's uh, yeah i feel like i have the same issue the parent will be there and so this is especially if it's a, a parent who's also a client of mine right like now they're sitting on a chair in the room and they're watching me treat their kid but usually they're on the table so as they're watching it they're starting to ask questions or they're saying things like, oh, is that what you do to me? Or like they'll say to their kid, like, oh, you're going to love this. And I'm like, just, <laughs> you know, if you were the one on the table, only I would be speaking to you. <laughs> yeah. So oftentimes if if I start a conversation or the parent starts a conversation with me, I'll often stop and be like, ask the kid, oh, do you mind if your parent and I are talking and, and ask them if they want to speak quiet or not. But, but what often happens if the kid isn't... Um, like relaxing in the way that the parent wants them to or thinks it should look, then the parent often will be like, like say something or like, I don't know, they override the appointment. I just want the kid just to be as they are. Mm -hmm. And the parent will, you know, put on their projections or how they they want the appointment to go right you have the parent who's saying like just relax breathe yes. don't lift your head yes. like telling them what to do yeah yes yeah, yeah. and that's that's the point where i really wish that parents would just sort of let it be as it is because part of my philosophy and what i wanted to create was like a safe space for kids just mm-hmm. to be who they are how they are and the funny thing i find with kids is that uh oftentimes for kids relaxation doesn't look like we relax. Relaxation yeah, can look um, them talking because they just feel so comfortable mm-hmm. and so chill, like in a way that they're happy to be themselves, whatever that looks like. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes they they just they need to be a bit crazy because it's a weird new like especially like with like you know the first even the second appointment. It's really weird. Like, as you say, like, it's a stranger and it's a weird and a new experience. So they often aren't yeah. fully well, like, relaxed. That's but... like what Marco says. Like, what we do when you actually analyze it, it is kind of a weird thing. So Very to a weird. kid, this is a weird thing. Yeah. So mom is taking me to this new lady that I don't know. Yeah. And now this lady's telling me, you're going to lay on this table. You can keep your clothes on or you can take them off. And I'm just going to touch areas of your body. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Like, of course, there's going to be kids who are like, I have no idea what's going on. And they're going to be moving and uncomfortable. Um, People listening don't know this. Mark stepped out to take a quick phone call. So I'm just going to tell you this because I feel like you would have found this interesting. I never really thought about this. The parent overriding the appointment, sitting in the corner, telling their kid like, oh, just relax. Stop talking. What You know, like telling them how to be yeah. because that's how they envision the appointment supposed to be. Right, right, right. 
And I feel like that would happen a lot. Yeah. More yeah. than I prefer. <laughs> yeah. That can also be a parent just, just wanting their kid to behave in the mind's For eye sure. of the therapist, right? Oh, yeah. And that's yeah. why I like, I tr- you know... I don't really say much because I know that they they're just wanting the best for their kid and wanting the kid to get the most out of the appointment. But I don't think they always realize that the kid getting the best, the most out of the appointment may look differently than what they think. Yeah, Mm -hmm. might be just letting the kid just adapt to it and go with the flow however they feel comfortable with it. And yet if they're comfortable enough to be talking to you or whatever, then that's a good sign, right? If they're not like tense and just laying there like, when is this going to be over? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how I take it. I mean, maybe, I mean, off, you know, the parent knows their kid better than me, but I, if their kid is chit chatting crazy stories or whatever like that makes me happy because to me that means the kid is comfortable Mm -hmm. which is the first step well I like what you do as well when the if the parent starts talking I like that you say to the child are you okay if I talk to your mom for a minute like that again is just showing the child like this is your appointment this is about you this is not you know your mom and I are going to sit here and talk about you as if you're not here on the table so that's a piece that if I didn't use it before it is now stolen thank you (laughs) (laughs) I like stealing tips and tricks from people (laughs) the other sort of problem I run into sometimes is when they bring siblings, which is fine. Mm. Um, But if a parent doesn't quiet a sibling, which most often they do, but sometimes they don't, um, that that bugs me. Mm. (laughs) The other sibling talking in the corner. Yeah, that would definitely be my kids. They can't do anything without each other. It's... It's cute and annoying. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was the biggest question, really, is everyone says, like, why? Why would you massage kids? But um, I use those answers that you gave as well. Can I add? add (laughs) Yeah, add to that. So the other thing I, I wanted was like kids. I find that kids, well, not these days during COVID, but kids are overscheduled extracurricular activities yep. um, and they're overstimulated by technology. And so really I just wanted, you know, half hour on the table of doing nothing. Mm. That was like, that's what I think. Why kids do you, often need. why do you think kids are overscheduled? I've got my opinions on why kids are overscheduled. Why do you think, or why anyone in this room, why do you guys think kids are overscheduled? I'll let Heidi go first. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, this is okay. So I don't have kids of my own. So I'm like, this comes from a observation and yeah, yeah. slightly judgmental perspective. I, cool. I want to or hear the, I want like to hear it? the observation because yeah, I have kids. So my opinion's going to, my outlook might be different than yours. Well, I know that everybody wants the best for their kids, yeah. right? But they want like, so a sports are out of control number one so Mm. you know you one or two sports and all of a sudden they've got five practices and three games a week and so you know but they want every parent wants their kid to be a superstar or thinks they're going to be superstar so there's that aspect um they want their kid to be well-rounded which which which, by the way rightfully so because if your kid's going to be a superstar they're going to show it at that age and therefore developing that or or helping to develop that could be the big difference between making it big and not making it big but it's a really super fine line you got a whole other conversation but yeah you should bring in somebody on to talk about but anyways Um, yeah, and just wanting them to be, you know, I want them to be in a piano and I want them to do dance (laughs) and I want them to be, you know, I want them to learn how to swim. So I, I don't know. I think they, maybe there's, 
there's the more pressure on parents these days. It's it's a whole bunch of things. There's definitely more pressure on parents. Um, you know, I hate to more sound so cliche. More pressure on parents from other parents or from themselves. Society in general, yes. I think. I, I was going to mm. say, I hate to sound so cliche, but it's true that because of social media, you're always being watched in some way. And everything is a fucking competition. I don't know mm-hmm. when it became that way. You know it yourself. One of our family members, mm-hmm. when I had when I had little kids, I enjoyed going to like, um, mom and baby groups. So I did mom and baby yoga. I went to different toddler play groups. Like I actually really enjoyed it. I made good friends doing that. I went to mommy and me swim classes, like all of these things. For me, it was fun. But I heard another perspective. One of our family members, when she had her kids, she hated those things. She felt like it was a bunch of judgmental moms that made her feel bad about herself. And I hear that a lot. And I think that yeah, everybody has this idea of what they're supposed to be. You hear all the funny things like, you know, the Pinterest mom, those, you know, those kind of things. And overscheduling kids, I think, is partially a result of that because you want your kid, you don't want your kid falling behind. You know, like I've heard parents say, oh, well, you know, the schools do skating trips. I got to make sure I get my kid in skating lessons right away. So they're not the kid that doesn't know how to skate. So what if they're the kid that doesn't know how to skate? I don't fucking know how to skate. I still don't know how to skate. There's. <laughs> it does suck to be the kid that doesn't know how to it skate. It does suck. But again, the point Just is so you, know. you can't you can't, your kid isn't going to be, the, your kid can't be the best like at that. everything and they're not going to be the best at everything. And there's certain things that, you know, we have decided are more important. So our kids are in year round swimming lessons. Yeah. But if they really hated it, if it was the point where it was causing them so much anxiety that, you know, we might have to pull them out and try again another time. But yeah, I feel like I had one client who said to me, all of my kids always have to be in one athletic activity and one musical activity. Like that was a rule in their house. And I thought, okay, like I see where you're going with this, but like, what if your kid isn't interested in music? Like what if they have zero interest in music, but you're forcing, they either have to do some sort of musical instrument or singing or like something musical because he's a musician yeah yeah well and to your point mm. too like kids come home from school and they'll be like my friends are all doing dance or they're all doing yeah. this and so then the parent feels pressure from that too yeah. right and they don't want their kid to be excluded mm-hmm. or feel bad or yeah. yeah it's a lot whereas our parents would just say like well tough time out our parents <laughs> had it way different our parents also could just open up the front door and say go a fucking play outside look there's a whole hockey yeah. game going on outside go right. right those kids are playing football across the street go look they're playing soccer go so we don't have that. No one has, well, maybe Buttfuck North has that because there's only 500 people in their fucking town. So they all get together and play soccer together. But we don't have that anymore. And therefore, having to put your child in some sort of organized event might be the only way that it's going to happen. How are, and how are parents affording all this stuff these days? I, I've heard like crazy things it's like expensive. parents are spending like 20 grand a year on like sports and extracurricular activities. I'm like, well, see, but that's also that's also the point that I was getting at where if your child is showing really really promising development at a young age depending on the sport if you want the kid to go somewhere you might just have to do it so for example sports that cost fucking money hockey right hockey costs fucking money tennis costs fucking golf like these these aren't cheap things to play you know what i mean it's not like all you need is a hoop and a ball and you go across the street right it's Mm -hmm. a whole other ball game so i mean there's a you know there's a reason there's a reason why certain people just excel at these things and other people don't Socioeconomic status has a lot to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're taking this down a whole other road. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's part of the game, though. It's part of the game. It is part of the game. Yeah, I agree with you. There's pressure on parents and from all different angles. Like you said, they it's from other parents. It's from social media. It's just it's society in general. Like we are definitely overscheduling our kids. I agree with that. And it does cost a lot. Like when I actually sit back and look at what I spend monthly just on the kids' activities, it hurts a little bit. Mm-hmm, I bet. It yeah. hurts. And I've only got them in two activities each. And it hurts a little bit. That's why. And because and this overscheduling makes it hard to uh, convince parents to bring their kids for massage. Because when are they going to fit it in? Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> so a tough gig. So aside from, you know, letting parents know that or letting people know that, you know, kids have their own issues, stress, anxiety, ADHD, overscheduling, all of these things. Um, some of the other things that I've talked to parents about when it comes to getting their kids treated, like we said, just creating the good habit and um, this whole idea of like positive touch, right? You know, like there's kids that probably don't get this kind of thing at home. Like, let's say there's, you know, a family with um, either two parents that are working a lot or a single mom and there's multiple siblings, you know, are they really getting enough attention just on them? And I feel like the idea of having a half hour that's just yours. Oh, yeah, it's great. I I had a mom bring in her daughter um, recently for that because their younger son has autism. He's pretty um, low functioning I guess. So yeah, she probably doesn't get enough of the parents' attention at home because exactly. understandably they have to provide more resources and more attention to their other son. Yep. But then, yeah, she can kind of feel left out. Yep. Sure. And so that's why the mom brought her in so she could have her own time and mm-hmm. which is great. But I struggle with, with that because how do you, how do you talk to parents about them, their lack of or they're not inadequacy. What's the right way? You well, know? you don't have to even bring it up as it's inadequate. It can just be an add-on. Like this is one of the positive benefits is giving that extra attention to this child and touch. Touch has so many positive benefits. So even right. just introducing it as all the benefits of touch, and I'm sure they're getting some at home. Like I'm sure they still hug their kids, even if they've got six kids and, you know, they're, I'm sure they're still hugging their <laughs> kids. But this is just an added thing, especially for that kid that maybe is struggling in some other area. You know, maybe they're not the kid that's doing so well in school. Maybe they're not the athlete. Maybe they're not the kid with the special needs getting all the attention. This is something added for that kid that nothing bad can come out of. This is a very positive thing. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm trying to think. Oh, other questions. I have I get. another question. Okay, you go. At what age do boys have boner control problems? I don't know. I haven't encountered it really? yet. Sur- I'm surprised at that too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm shocked uh, at that. That's good. Huh? That's good that that's never happened because yeah. that would that would be difficult to deal with. I I don't know. I'd like to think it wouldn't be. I'm just thinking more if the parent is in the room. I don't know, man. Like, George Costanza has problems with it moved. <laughs> and that's a fucking adult. <laughs> I mean, well, it's we not know real, it can happen. <laughs> I was wondering, yeah, boys in their boner control issues. Yeah, no, I haven't. I've, yeah, no, no issues. Right on. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Maybe they wouldn't want, like, maybe that would be the kid that wouldn't give consent and wouldn't want to come. Like, if they knew that that was going to be an issue, maybe they just wouldn't want to come for treatment. Oh, no. I'm trying to think back when I was 13, if I was mindful enough about that shit to even like recognize like, hmm, this is a scenario gonna, which I yeah. might pop a boner, therefore, and <laughs> yeah. I don't have a textbook to hide it. They pr- probably wouldn't know until it actually yeah. happened when they were on the might table. Might be a little too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little too late. Well, now he's put that in your mind to start thinking about how am I going to react to this? That's a good thing. You know, it is I, a good thing. I've been, I've been a PSW for over 20 years too, so I don't know, like, 
body like and then plus with being a massage therapist i don't know all those sort of uh situations uh, they don't they don't they don't it's just yeah. another tuesday yeah. afternoon like, yeah no big deal yeah. <laughs> yeah well yeah so that's for sure like anyone that's done psw work like been there done that bought yeah. the t-shirt wrote the essay yeah so i never worked <laughs> as a psw but i was a coordinator of a rec program for young adults with high functioning autism well it was supposed to be for young adults with high functioning autism then i had another program that i was working with with um young adults with cerebral palsy mm-hmm. and so we had a nurse and a psw on staff um unfortunately Fortunately for me, I didn't get the most competent staff a couple of the years that I was running the program. So I ended up doing a ton of PSW work on my own. I was doing lifts and transfers. I was changing them in and out of their swimsuits when we would go swimming. I was the one, you know, doing toileting. Like I was doing all of that when obviously not my job, but I just didn't have competent staff. And I'm telling you, that definitely did prepare me for so many other things. I'm like, nothing nothing to do with the body grosses me out i don't think anything's abnormal like everything is just okay this is what happened yeah exactly like, having roll kids, with the punches yep, and, having yeah. kids was no big deal after that <laughs> it's fine everything's fine changing diapers i'm like yeah i was changing diapers of like a 30 year old woman a few years ago no big deal yeah yeah exactly this is a big question that i get a lot from parents is how how soon should I start bringing my kids in for massage? Like at what age? I know what I say to people. What's your answer to people? Well, first off, so I just want to say I don't do infant massage. Uh, not an interest of mine. And generally it's teaching parents. Yeah, to, it is. So I don't, I don't do baby massage. I usually say I, I did start off by saying I, I don't start kids until five because they're usually too wiggly to right, like right. lay on the table for long enough and to get the benefits of it. But I have had some four-year-olds come in who seem like they're like made for massage. They literally Completely just lay zen. down and they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're great. So I, I mean, it could be early because, because it's simple things like sleep issues mm-hmm. could affect kids at any age. So, I mean, you could go in as young as three or four mm-hmm. whenever you think they'd sort of lie down and, stay still for at least you know 15 20 minutes yeah yeah with the infant massage it is more teaching parents so i have a couple that i've been working with for years and they had a baby in december so unfortunately covid came along and they had told me that they wanted to start bringing her really really young so i could teach them how to treat her and i was like yeah no problem and then covid happened so by the time i actually started seeing this baby she's i don't know nine or ten months old at this point what did i say she was born in december so yeah she's 10 months old and it's challenging yeah because i didn't get her like when she was a like a little tiny baby now she's mobile and i mean she's very friendly with me but she literally just stands up and walks away as we're trying to do the massage <laughs> yeah i think i've had like i had a two a mom bring her two-year-old in, and i have a um, like a a therapy mat um because i wasn't sure if kids would always want to be on the table but pretty much everybody wants to be on the table mm-hmm. um but i put down the therapy mat so that there's sort of room to like move around and if they did walk off they wouldn't walk off the table (laughs) but uh yeah because infant massage is a whole other specialty i feel Mm. it is a whole other thing so typically you work with kids like school age kids starting at around five five makes a lot of sense to me i feel the same way i feel like four-year-olds like those jk age kids they're not quite 
ready for any kind of like structure or routine. Like they're still, they're still really little. I think five is like the magical age when you can actually start doing things with kids and they understand what's expected of them. Yeah. That's the big part is the understanding of like, why am I lying on this table yeah. and what am I getting out of this or why would I want to lie here for long <laughs> enough? So Yeah. I get that all the time. People say to me, you treat kids. What, when, when should kids start getting massage? And I pretty much say the same thing. Like they can get massage anytime. You know, if there's a reason, you know, and I explain to them maybe some of the reasons why you might bring your infant in, you know, gas issues, sleep issues. If, um, you know, I had one couple call me because they thought their daughter had torticollis, like those kind of things. Okay. For babies. But then when it comes to children, that's when I say to them, you know, once they start school, then you have a better idea, you know, how they're coping with school and how they're how they're doing with their scheduling and their sleeping. And yeah. yeah, sports obviously plays a factor. If they're very athletic kids, then you might want to consider getting them in a little earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So tell me tell me a little bit about your marketing strategy that you use for, for this unique practice that you have. <sighs> that was a long sigh. Yeah. <laughs> How do people find you? And like, so because your practice is now what solely kids? Yeah. Like, so how does this how does this happen? So the, my biggest fl- flurries of uh, inquiries usually come when somebody posts on a Facebook mom's group. Ah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have a website, I have a Facebook page, I have an Instagram page. I'm probably pretty terrible at marketing and so it comes (laughs) it's usually like word of mouth right 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 i feel like this would be a niche that you would definitely get busy through word of mouth but you definitely have an opportunity with all of the mom groups like i'm in some east end mom groups and now that i know about you oh i'm gonna be flooding (laughs) you with people like go go see her go see i didn't know that there was a practice i mean granted i've never looked but i didn't know that there was a practice for just kids like you are one of a kind yes I know. I love that. I know. I'm, I'm, that's what I mean. Like I'm, I'm really not great at like promoting myself, which is ridiculous because I really Mm -hmm. believe in what I'm doing and I really believe that kids can benefit and they should come for massage. But I guess I just don't, as I said at the beginning, like I don't really feel like, I feel like I, I know it more intuitively all up here, but getting it out here is not always smooth right, 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 right. that's what the podcast is for this is her practicing she i'm telling i don't know if you read the email she sent but she was like this is so out of my comfort zone i've wanted to be on your podcast but i was too afraid and i was like well then we're doing it let's go let's do this so i know that right now the practice is just you mm-hmm. have you thought about the possibility yet of expanding and bringing on other rmts that solely want to work with kids oh yeah i would totally love to open up a practice in the west end that's not me but that's other massage therapists it just i feel like it requires more money than i have and and because so my practice the first year was quite slow Mm -hmm. and then i i picked up november and december last year and then the the beginning year is always quiet for us right massage therapists and so i was really looking forward to the spring to seeing how sorry how it was really going to roll out and then, of course, COVID hit. COVID, so yeah. then I lost the momentum. So, um, I mean, I think I could sell it in general, but like I can't show, you know, from my practice is still quiet. Mm. So you're still in the building phase right now. Yeah. 
But I can see this with the right marketing strategy, as Mark yeah. said, I can see this taking off because if I, like me as a parent, I was going to say if I were a parent, me as a parent, if I'm going to take my kids for treatment, then wouldn't I want to go to a place that specifically caters to children? Like, absolutely, I would. That would yeah. be my first thought. And you'd be amazed at how many massage therapists, like I've had people come to me and, and they'd be like, oh yeah, I asked my massage therapist or I called a place to see if they do kids and they'll be like, yeah, but I'm not totally comfortable with it. Like a lot of massage therapists don't sure. want to deal yeah. with kids, which there's, is... There's a lot of massage therapists that aren't comfortable doing stuff that we were just formally taught in school, right? Yeah. There's a lot of massage therapists like, mm, TMJ, I'm never touching that. I'm like, you you, you should have learned how to do it in school. Like, I get a lot of pregnancy, that. Pregnancy, I don't yeah. do pregnancy, anything. Yeah. I'm like, but if you think about our schooling, all we were taught was infant massage and then adults. Nobody, nobody taught us about kids. Like, or at least, I don't know, when I went to school, like, no, yeah, we didn't talk about right, that middle, right. like, you know, it's babies or like, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, maybe teenagers, but mostly, you know, adults. Yeah. That's adult true. Body. We didn't, we didn't focus on children's bodies. And in student clinic, I don't think I ever treated a kid. I don't think. Yeah. No. So, and then like, uh, yeah, I think people are just uncomfortable with it or they're, they don't like kids or they just what do i do oh, yeah, with a kid true. or if i don't have a really tense muscle how do i do this massage right. like they don't like to me i'm like this is so easy like uh, what well, maybe just because i love it right and i'm like a kid's body is so much easier to work with than an adult body and there's but you have to think you have to think outside the box of massage right mm -hmm. a little bit i guess that's the other part of it well kids also can have tense muscles i had a 10 year old who legitimately had text neck because she would just hang out on her tablet all day after school yeah and i let her mom feel it one time in the appointment i said come feel this like this is really really tight muscles right like at her you know her upper thoracic and into her cervical spine i'm like this is all from yeah. tablet all day yeah so definitely there are kids can have tense muscles as well oh for sure for sure yeah no and yeah i'm not saying that they can't yeah, so but when, like when you say out of the box give me some of the give me an idea of like the out of the box thinking that helps with this type of practice well it just the the like calming their system and how that works so so sometimes i think that that my massage skills are just just calm these kids down mm -hmm. like a, to give them a safe space just to be themselves right, whether right, that right. is just to be wacky and to tell crazy stories or to tell me like about their dreams or whatever so massage is just is just what i do that allows them to be who they are I, mm -hmm. yeah, does that make, make sense like tons of sense so it's it's not just massage got it i get it and that's yeah. i mean that's with any practitioner right it's not just massage that we're doing you're dealing with people and so in your case you're just dealing with younger smaller people yeah. um why though why kids oh why not they're like <laughs> that's the answer why not why yeah. not they're just amazing and you know what i think so when i was a kid so i, I come from a good family but my parents you know, they didn't have like the best relationship all the time. And it was, mm -hmm. it was stressful sometimes. And I, I grew up in the church. Uh, so I had a great youth group and other adults to go to in other places. And I think I probably consciously or subconsciously, you know, have always wanted to create that for, for kids. So I think even like when I was thinking about the arts and crafts supply store, I really wanted to have like a community area too, where it wasn't just a store where it was a place that kids could come and right, right, right. create things. So I think with massage, you know, I wanted to create a space that kids, you know, it was time for them. It was time away from their families if they needed it or time away from whatever 
is going on in their life that they just wanted a break from. I'm now really understanding the name. Mm. Yeah, me, me time. time. Yeah, yeah. I, the my little tagline or whatever is "Call me, know me, be me." So oh. call me, like relax, know me, like know my body, body awareness, mm-hmm. uh, and then be me. Just be able to be a place to be myself. I like it. That was a point we didn't bring up. And why would you? Um, why would kids need to get massage? Body awareness. Yes. That's something that is not necessarily innate, or maybe it is innate and then we lose it, but I feel like that is so important from being super young because I I can remember specifically being, you know, a young adult and doing certain exercises and actually realizing that I didn't have body awareness. Like I didn't know how something was supposed to feel. I couldn't, I don't know. I'm anyway, I feel like that's a really, a really good point in getting kids massage therapy is body awareness. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And like, so. I mean, and they can, you know how like when you lift a client's leg or you lift their arm and they're holding on to it, like they're doing it for you, right? right? And kids often will do the same thing. And so there's like that kind of body awareness. I often put, like I'll do like range of motion stuff with legs and hips sometimes and they'll be like, that's really weird. I didn't know my body could do that. Or like, <laughs> should my body be doing this? So like, um, and even, yeah, I mean, like the touch itself, like yeah, just yeah. bringing attention Mm-hmm. to their bodies and to yeah it's huge huge mm. i love it i definitely want to take i want to take our kids to go get you massage <laughs> we're coming they would love it i mean you know our- they'd be like why don't you just do it <laughs> I know, because i've been massaging them like after bath pretty much since they were babies i and i mean it's mostly you know just to put lotion on but i'll give them like a little five minute massage after their bath and it got to a point where they would like get out of the tub and i would find them just laying naked on a towel like mommy massage (laughs) (laughs) so they would love it yeah that's awesome and you know people people say to me well why don't because you know i have a space now between uh having left my old space and when my new space is open and they're like oh why don't you do like massage from home like at their homes and i was like well because a it's often too distracting and Mm -hmm. b sometimes they just they need they need to get out of their environment and they need like a space that's just for them that's not Mm -hmm. home for sure um and and often or people ask me to do workshops for parents and i'm like well a that doesn't interest me but b like Again, like it's a different, I mean, you know, like when you go for a massage, it's, you go to that massage room and it just brings about a calm even just to go somewhere different. And so I think like parents can massage their kids, obviously. And, you know, kids love it when their parents massage their backs and stuff, but it's a whole other experience and a whole other calming when they come to my office. It's it's a whole other expectation. It's like, yeah, we can have the same thing. We're going to have the restaurant at home, but if we go to the restaurant, it's a whole, it's a whole other The experience and the atmosphere and yeah. Have you ever had, uh, have you ever had the scenario where you had to exercise your mandatory reporting obligations for suspected child abuse or neglect? No. Mm. No, I've thought I've thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, like if that scenario ever happened, but uh, no, thankfully, thankfully, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. Is there a type of family? This sounds like super judgmental and stereotyping as well. But is there is there a specific type of family that gets massage therapy for their kids? Like, are, is it typically you know parents who receive therapy? Like. I don't know. Is there is there a type? Do you have a type? No. You know what? No. I no. They're all over the map. 
Because it's not even like you would think it's, you know, parents with really good jobs that have benefit packages and stuff. But Because even the, even the most blue collar dude typically has a really good extended healthcare package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. It's not even like I get all like kids in private school or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's no, no, it's, it's so all over the it's map, all over which, the map. which I love. Yeah, it's good. And I think, again, people... Maybe it's this day and age you can hear about these types of therapies more. Like if, again, if if I'm a parent, as if I'm not, but if I'm a parent with a child that has ADHD or that, you know, is having trouble in school, Mark actually treated a teenager a um, couple months back. Yeah. Um, and the mother reached out to him. Uh, she, we used to know her like over a decade ago mm-hmm. and she moved out of the city, and, but she knows that we're both therapists. And she reached out and said, that, you know, my son's been having some issues with school. He's been having some behavioral issues and he's what, like 14, 15 years old. And she said, I just thought maybe I should start taking him to get massage therapy. Like maybe there's something that can help him through massage. And so he had never had a treatment before. Mark worked on him and he really, really liked it. And he was yeah. like so zen and so calm. And she's like, see, I feel like this is what he needs. He needs a space just to calm down a little mm-hmm. bit. But yeah. yeah, it was so random. Like my son's having behavioral problems. And I thought that is really cool that that mom thought maybe massage. I know. And that's what, like I get the emails where they they haven't been referred by anybody. They just sort of were like it just came to them or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I think my kid could benefit from massage. You know what I would I when you mentioned ADHD, I, I've always wanted to do a research um, project where I brought where kids who struggled with like anxiety at school or ADHD at school if I brought them in for like a half hour massage before the school day mm-hmm. and to see if that would uh, affect how their school day went but it's a busy time right first thing yeah. in the morning before school so I know it's it's uh, yeah. tough with that and yeah, that would be really interesting but I, I really want to do that it would be interesting to see some research about the effects on kids with massage therapy well i mean there probably is with stuff related to positive touch not necessarily mm-hmm. quote unquote massage but mm-hmm. i mean I, that's just an assumption that i have i read a um i read a research uh, article where in brazil they did um they split these kids up into different uh groups and they did um massage like peer-on-peer massage mm-hmm. and then studied the the effects of it I think they split them up into like massage group, another and two other like extracurricular groups, and they found that massage had the benefits of you know decrease aggression mm-hmm. and and those sort of things. So there are there are some For sure. out there, but they're f- I think they're few and far between. Yeah, especially around like because everybody th- oftentimes also the other question I often get is like, oh, do you treat mostly like kids with autism or special needs? And I'm like. No, I, you know, I'm looking for, or not, I mean, I have uh, massage kids with autism, but like any kid, like, mm-hmm. you know, the typical kid or whatever the right word is these days. Open for anybody. It's any open for anybody, yeah. Anybody could benefit. There's not necessarily like a reason. You don't even have to have a reason. No. Maybe you just want to introduce your kid to massage therapy and that is 
totally acceptable as well. And I like that you don't have like a specific type of family that comes to you. Like I like that it is really all over the map because I think some people listening might think that as well. Like, oh, it's, you know, the rich parents. Do you have a referral system though with any doctors or any physios, chiros, or or even like someone that does, I don't know, psychology, psychotherapy, that type of thing? No, I've tried to, when I first started, I tried to reach out to different sort of therapists in the area, but I never really made any connections hmm. yeah i think that can be something i mean if you wanted extra business coming your way yeah I, no for I your agree. for your west end clinic you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> i definitely think having yeah like a, a psychotherapist that deals with children or a pediatrician yep. like people who just to know that you're there because sometimes they get kids and they you know and they don't know what to do they don't them. know what to do you know they're scratching mm-hmm. their head and this could be a part of their treatment plan, you know, getting them massage therapy as well. And like I said, I just don't see a downside to it. So you're in such a great position where, you know, even if it's a kid who isn't necessarily exhibiting any reasons that they need therapy, there probably is some. And even if there's not, they're going to get benefits anyway. Like this is just such a, that's why I fucking love this job. There's always something good. <laughs> There's always something good. <laughs> Who doesn't like getting massage? I don't massage? know. I feel like you just swore at me unnecessarily. <laughs> That's why I fucking love this job. Like, I'm pretty sure when you play this back, you'll hear how many times you've sworn up to say, this point. He's really? thrown out a way more F-bombs than you have. See? You don't even notice them anymore. Probably not. They just roll off your tongue. Just the way I speak. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, fun story about kids. Yesterday, I was getting my kids to clean up their their playroom. Uh, So Mark was in the bedroom and I was in the rec room with the kids and I was giving them jobs because my kids are still young enough that if I just say go clean, that doesn't go well. They put away one toy, then they play with the second one they pick up. So it was, okay, you clean up the books over there. You clean up the Barbies. And when you're done that, come back to me. I'll give you another job. So they're cleaning. And so I said to my youngest one, okay, you clean up the blocks. And they weren't Lego. They were like, the big mega blocks and she she had a really really large one and I didn't notice what she was doing she was using the really big one to like pick up the smaller ones and she was pretending it was a vacuum so I heard well this one's just fucking everything up <laughs> and I like f- froze for a second I was like excuse me and then she froze because I guess she could see the shock on my face you know she said this one's sucking everything up <laughs> it's a vacuum <laughs> but for a quick second I was about to go in the bedroom and say Mark <laughs> You need Blame to watch your mouth. <laughs> hey, I, I don't. I don't use this language around. No, he never very, swears around the kids. Very, but I was like, "What did you just say?" No, she said sucking. You have to be prepared when you bring your kids for a massage that they often share like family for sure family stuff. Yeah. <laughs> our our littlest oh, one yeah. already told my mother. Um, my parents were. Uh, they took uh, my kids for a weekend. So they were sitting down having dinner and my dad was drinking, I don't know, Coke or Pepsi or something in a glass. And so one of them said to him, Grandpa, what are you drinking? Is that wine? And my mom said, no, Grandma and Grandpa don't drink wine. The little one says, well, my mom drinks wine all the time. It's like a text from my mom. She's like, I heard you drink wine all the time. I'm like, That's oh, true. Okay. So what's the funniest like story you've heard about anything coming? <laughs> Some embarrassing moment that a parent would be like, please, I wish I never had my child know that this happens. Oh, I don't, you know what? I can't think of any like crazy family stories, but it, parents get so embarrassed when like their kids like say ridiculous <laughs> stuff like they just they're like i'm so embarrassed or why are they saying that or calm down like they're just they're so embarrassed at that 
whatever they just said is coming out of there. Because like kids say like the ridiculous stuff. Yeah, oh, like, for sure. I don't know. Who knows? The most ridiculous things. But you just have to remind them. I work with kids all day. Yeah. I hear all this ridiculous stuff all day. It's okay. <laughs> oh, and the best is like, so <laughs> the COVID screening. So, you know, you do the day before with the parents. And then when when they come, uh, I had meet them on the front porch of my old space. And I, I, I try and make it fun for the kids, right? Because I, I, you know, make them be part of it too. So they know that I'm, you know, don't just do the important stuff with the parents, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I'm rolling through the list of symptoms, of course, you get like kids, they'll, they'll be like, well you know, my throat was sore the other day or like my time. And the parents are like, <gasps> like, it's okay. Like I, I get it. Right. Like, cause they're like, no, my kid doesn't have COVID. I promise they're not sick. I promise. It's the funniest thing. I relate to this so hard right now. My older daughter, sometimes like their, their room can get dry. And so I have a humidifier that kind of like stays in storage during the summer, but it comes out as the weather gets colder. Just we live in a condo, right? The air can get dry. And I know that when it's starting to get dry, cause I'll wake up feeling a little scratchy, but my oldest daughter, when she gets that, she will, you know, she might cough for 10 seconds in the morning. And then once she gets up and she has a drink and she's moving, she's fine. But now with COVID, she gets up the other day and she says to me, she's like, mom, I don't know what's going on. I might be sick. I've been coughing this morning. I'm like, oh, don't say those words in public. You're fine. Oh, say it in public. No, like don't say Just those do things. Don't Let everyone say it. turn in, in fear. Let uh, everyone leave the elevator. That's okay. I'm okay being yeah, the only person on the Yeah, except we're not allowed to send her to school if she has a cough. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, I've had many a conversations about what's going on with school these days. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a disaster. Yep, it's been fun, but it is what it is. What and are we going to do? That's another fun, like, one of the reasons I love working with kids is I, I love talking to them about their day or mm. hearing what's going on. And half the time, the, they're, they bring up stuff that their parents didn't even know. because sure. I Because I, I ask kids lots of questions and so i think i ask them questions that their parents don't think to ask or you know haven't come up for them so it's it's good for the parents in that way sometimes that they're hearing stuff that they're for sure that they didn't maybe didn't know about their kid or didn't know that their kid is dealing with mm-hmm. yeah because we do that shit all the time like i'll ask my daughter the weirdest shit that you'll never think of like i'll ask her like so at school today like who'd you sit with at lunch and what did you guys talk about and uh, all that kind of stuff right yeah like who'd you sit with at lunch my parents never would have asked me that <laughs> <laughs> what was your lunchtime conversation with and who was sitting on your right and who was sitting on your left yeah because parents can probably get in kids and parents right it just becomes routine the parents say how was your day the kids say it was fine what did you learn nothing do you have any homework no and like end of conversation right yeah yeah. i mean i'm just assuming and sometimes Mm. yeah and sometimes that happens with me with the kids too like they don't want to talk um i often ask the kids so i ask them if they have any siblings and then i ask them if they like their siblings (laughs) (laughs) Cause then it gets, cause then you find out whether they have like stress with their sibling oh, at home sure. or whether yeah. like, like what's going on. It's a fun, I, I have fun asking that question. <laughs> I feel like you get some really interesting answers there. Well, oh, she's okay. Yeah. 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 But yeah. she bugs me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes, yeah. Sometimes they, they don't always say the truth if their parents are in the room. That's true. I feel like 
the parents not being in the room sometimes could be hugely beneficial because some kids probably would be maybe more reserved with mom or dad sitting there. Maybe. I'm not a big, like I've, I've treated a whole handful of kids when I was working at this one place because it was a very family type of practice. And mm-hmm. so everyone would bring literally all their family members. And I sometimes felt really awkward with mom sitting in the room, specifically mom sitting in the room. I don't know why. I just felt weird, like just... I don't know. Do you think it's because it's your because you're a male? <laughs> I think you know what I was. I was suddenly very aware of like where my body is during treatments. Mm-hmm. So like I'm like oh. like I'm in this position now, and like sorry, ma, like my ass is like in your face while I'm yep. here doing this. Like you know what I mean? Like that type of scenario. But I've also had someone's mother just clearly like fucking flirting with me with her son right on the table Awkward. and i was like this is this is really strange lady this is like an odd time to do this yeah it is very this, this is an odd period and this is a, just an odd time <laughs> it, wow. it, made, it made for some it, yeah it was awkward it was very awkward what was the flirting like like what was the it was just a little too too friendly and it, it wasn't focused on her child it was it was it was like i'm getting to know you she type was asking of questions about you yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And like, you know, do am I seeing somebody? Am I single? Blah blah blah. Oh, I'm like wow. your your son is How old was on, the kid? He was like eleven. So he So he's not like it's not like yeah. he's oblivious to what's going on. It's it, it was very strange. Oh, poor <laughs> kid. I wonder if when they left, he was like, "Mom, <laughs> what are you talking?" That that that. I'm going to assume that she does that all the I time. I was going to say, and maybe he's that... probably just like, "Ma, again, come on, <laughs> put it away, put it away." Oh, the poor kid. Away. Well, I had a uh, prenatal client not that long ago where the partner wanted to be in the room, and. I don't have any rules against that. I don't love the idea, but it was like, okay, so the whole scenario is because of COVID, you can't let family members come. She wasn't able to get here on her own, right? So that was sort of, we talked about it and I was like, okay, he can come along with you because she was going to struggle to get here. So then when they came, I assumed he was going to drop her off and leave. And he was like, well, can I stay with her? Like, oh, okay. So one one positive and one negative here. The positive was that, you know how you were saying you're very aware of your body and like, oh, my ass is in your face. Yep. I also noticed that like if I have another person in the room, I notice where my body is. And I'm like, you were looking at the most awkward angle of me right now. Yep. But he was actually very respectful and he was moving around the table. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. So when I was working in one area, because I've got three different places like that he could sit in my treatment room. Mm. So when I was working over here, he would go sit over there. I think it was probably also to keep some distance. Like, thankfully, I've yeah, got a yeah. very large treatment room. But I mean, he was masked. I was masked, but he was keeping distance from me. But it was perfect because I wasn't then in awkward positions in front of him. But he talked to me through his partner's entire prenatal massage. Like he was asking me questions about massage therapy. He was pointing out, you know, the posters on my wall. Like he was talking the entire visit. I was like, I don't know how to stop this. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was really, it was really awkward. Anyway, not a kid, but I mean, there was a kid. There was a baby in there. (laughs) I got got a proposition for a threesome once by a a couple that um would come to see me like they would like this has nothing to do with children right they this would is see, nothing to okay. do with children yeah sorry <laughs> who who okay give me the story so I, the story no, is so the 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 lady was a was a friend of mine and she started to come to see me with her husband partner and 
I have a feeling that the way it goes is that I think he really wanted a threesome and I don't think she wanted to. And so I think somehow I came up because I probably would be a comfortable person for her. So they, they would come see me together for a massage. This is, I was massaging out of my home at the time. And, um, so she came for a massage first and then he came second. So I think she brought it up first and then he brought it up at his appointment it was and then i told i told her i wouldn't see him anymore because <laughs> i just like i was like this is creepy when she general. brought it up <laughs> i want to hear how she brought it up i know it sounds so weird that i even said that <laughs> well <laughs> i, I don't even you know I, this was uh, years ago now so i don't even fully remember but like she like she was like a cl- like a girl like a, a friend of mine so we've right, had right. we'd had like Conver- like you it know, just dating conversation conversations, about yeah, yeah. whatever. So that felt like normal conversation with her. Didn't almost. feel like normal conversation. <laughs> well, it was normal like, up until the point of, can you want to step into the bedroom with was, me and my husband? Yeah, it was like, okay. no, well, like normal up to the like, you know, my husband's interested in doing this. That part was fine, but then it was like, would you consider <laughs> being hmm. that third person? Would you be the third? Okay. Yeah. At that moment when she asked that, did you just totally freeze or were you like, uh, no, like how, how do you I think you I react? was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> I was going to say you come across that way that you would have been like very polite did about you, it. Did you turn it down because it's like RHPA, sexual abuse, you're my patients and clients. No, this can't happen. Or did you turn it down because like, I'm just not interested. Yeah, I turned it down A, because I wasn't interested, like not my thing, not right, my right, sexual right. preference or whatever. Uh, not interested and in, because I didn't really, I don't really like her partner. So. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. If she had a different partner. <laughs> <laughs> then she no. would have turned it down because of professional boundaries. Gotcha, so. gotcha. <laughs> okay. I'm just asking. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Here. So after she asked you and you already said no he still then brought it because up because that was their well, game had, plan that was their game i have a feeling that was their game plan that okay day. yeah so and then when he brought it up did he just come right out and ask you or was he awkward about it was he like very straightforward like we want to have a threesome you in he wasn't no it didn't come up like that he wasn't awkward about it i think he just sort of somehow eased it into conversation hey did you talk to my wife by any chance is she met probably he might have been <laughs> it like might that. have been something like, like that right yeah she was supposed to go in there and plant the seed ah, and I he see. was supposed to go in there and <laughs> water it and make sure it bloomed oh man <laughs> interesting uh, now i understand why you're like never mind i don't want to treat adults anymore <laughs> no, i'm kidding <laughs> kids so much simpler so much easier Uh, or i shouldn't say that do you feel that way do you feel like yes i know this is what you like to do you enjoy children you obviously have a good rapport with kids you're comfortable working on children's bodies which not everybody else would be because they're small and they're fragile and people get scared of that but would you say it's easier or do you feel like there's a whole list of challenges working with kids that maybe you didn't consider before you started doing this i feel like it's easier um, I think the challenge I find is that because we didn't really learn a ton about like kids' bodies and development, or we didn't spend a ton of time of that in school, that mm-hmm. I feel like I would like to learn a bit more. So I do understand like really what's going on. Like the oh, the other big thing that people come for is like growing pains, right? Right, which we sort of understand and sort of don't understand. Um, but like I, I think I would love to have had more training on child development Mm -hmm. so I could either make better suggestions or 
have better answers. Yeah. But but otherwise, sort of like in terms of like the treatment itself is pretty, it's a lot easier, easier on my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, it would be easier on your body. Do you ever have a kid? You're like, fucking brat, get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> get off my table. Don't come back. No. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so awesome. She really loves kids. Like you can actually just see it. You look like one of those people that like just really. But you know what's so funny is I didn't, so... I didn't. So you know how like there's some kids that or some people that like are really good with kids and that I think you're thinking of like the kindergarten teacher who's like, oh Jimmy, like no blah, no no blah, no. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think so like, because I like I don't relate to kids like that at all. I actually, I actually, I actually don't like hearing adults talk to children in that type of tone. Like I have a three year old, I have a six year old, and we talk like this. Like yeah. I don't put on a voice and use different language other than I drop the swears, but I mean, you know, it's 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 just straight talk. Yeah. And so I, I was never good with kids in that way where I thought like there was a lot of ki- people that were good with kids because they were a bit more like kind of get in there and be like kids yeah. and i i'm not like that i'm good with kids but not maybe in a typical sense yeah mm-hmm. i like that i'm a fan of that so i can do a bit of like don't get me wrong like i'm not always like i joke around with kids or i i say silly stuff um but you talk to them like people they're people yeah i talk to them like people and i can kind of get down to their level yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. like i do mm-hmm. a bit of both you can just get as goofy as, as as they'll get you can say stuff that you know will entertain them but yeah. you don't have to do it in such a way where you're like suddenly your voice is over here and (laughs) and you're i i totally get it i totally get it but i also like the nature of the questions like just the examples you were giving you know you ask them real things you're asking you know um do you get do you have siblings do you get along with your sibling like you're not saying to them like what's your favorite subject at school yeah what's your what's your favorite food like sure those questions might come up but those are those are the things that everybody asks the kids you know you go to the doctor and it's like do you have any pets yeah do you like playing with your puppy yeah it's it gets overdone yeah and you cater it towards like every kid's a little bit different right you got to relate to them a little bit differently but yeah, but generally I'm not a like coochie coo kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a skill in itself. And I mean, most RMTs probably have this skill to some extent of being able to relate to somebody on their own level, like not being fake necessarily, but understanding the person that you're talking to and children are people. So being able to understand this child, not just having this generic child monologue that happens yeah. you know like talking to this person yep. just because they're five doesn't mean that you can't have a conversation with them it's just going to be slightly different than the way that mark and i talk to each other <laughs> <laughs> well yes exactly yeah yep. and i i can appreciate that like i like so i have a friend who just recently switched doctors for her son and the biggest reason was that she felt like the doctor wasn't really paying any attention to him you know like she'd ask mom the typical questions and then, you know, come in, give him a shot and walk out kind of thing. Like there was no interaction with her son and she felt like, okay, I understand that's not her job, but she just didn't feel comfortable. So anyway, she decided to go to a new pediatrician and the biggest difference was in the nurse. When 
her son had to, I don't know if he was getting a, a vaccine or whatever, but there was something uncomfortable going to happen. And the nurse started talking to him about, I don't know, I'm going to make something up. Let's say it was trucks because he likes trucks. But she was just sitting there and having like a conversation with him, not talking like a baby or whatever, just, oh yeah, you like trucks? Do you like big trucks? What do you, what's your favorite kind of truck? You like dumb truck? But having a conversation with this kid enough to distract him so that things could go on. And that was the difference of her saying like, okay, I like to go to this doctor's office now. And it wasn't like they had all these toys or whatever. It was just somebody actually talked to the kid, Mm -hmm. not just about the kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I like to do. Like I like to, and that's where sometimes I wish the parent, like I, I, I used to think when I started the practice, I used to think I didn't want the parents in the room at all. And now I'm totally fine with it doesn't bother me. Um, but oft, but sometimes there are certain parents that I wish they, they weren't in the room because I wish, cause I feel like I could have better conversations with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause the parents do talk over or answer questions or when I really just want to focus in on the kid. Yeah. Even when it comes to like, I'm just thinking of all the different scenarios, you know, if you were to ask, let's say my youngest child, a question, odds are she won't answer you. She's a little bit more reserved. She's a quiet, you know, it takes her some time to open up. So it might be a scenario where you ask her a question and she might not respond. And I can see me as the parent wanting to say to her, like, answer her or say, you know, but that happens. But I should just shut up. Yeah. If she doesn't want to answer the question, why are we forcing her to answer the question? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that gives me another story. Another fun reason with kids is so I had a a girl who young girls who's like five or six who would come see me for the last year come with her mom very shy a couple times she would just uh have her mom sit on the table with her (laughs) while i was massaging her the last time so i had seen her right before covid hit and then i saw her again probably a month or two ago and she was like Mom, I want you to sit out in the waiting room this is this is just for me and i was just like so i massaged her and then afterwards um, I left the room and went to see her mom in the waiting room. I'm like, where did that little girl come from? She like just went from, <laughs> you know, like a little girl to like a little woman. It was really cool to see. And it was like, like even that in itself, that experience for her as a, as a, you know, a young lady to like take autonomy on her, like yeah. her mm-hmm. time and herself and be like, no mom, this is my time. This is for me. Like I can, I'm a big girl. I can be alone. Like it's crazy. Even that in itself is a great, great thing. It's great to see. And it's great for them. It is so trippy to see that shit happen. Oh yeah. Like I'm even going to go back to like when my daughter was in pull-ups and decided she just decided one day, like I'm done with these. I'm going to use the washroom. Like the, it, we, there was no potty training. There was she no nothing. Potty She's like, herself. I'm, I'm done wow. with this. Let me use the washroom. And then since then, boom. Yeah. I'm like, are, are you want to wear a pull up for bed? She's like, no, I, I don't need it. Well, what if you have to like accident? She's like, this is not gonna be an accident. If I have to pee, I'll just get up and go. I'm like, well, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck she's just never, happened? She's here? never had an accident. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so cool to Kids watch are those so moments. Amazing. Oh, for sure. And none, and they are all so different so yeah. different. like yeah. each yeah. one is so different well they're as different as adults are that's why it's so it's so funny to me because i'm guilty as everyone else is of being shocked when you know a kid does take autonomy over themselves or does stand up for themselves or does it is different from their sibling or has their own personality like we're all like wow look at this and we're amazed by it but it just makes so much sense this is a person right this is yeah. a developing person all adults we're all different we all have our own likes and dislikes and personalities and 
kids are their own little people and we have to let them be their own little people. Obviously, as parents, it's our job to guide them, but not take over their lives. That comes back to the overscheduling thing too. Yeah. Are we putting our kids in activities because it's in their best interest? I'll leave that open. <laughs> There's a lot of faces like, I don't want to say anything to offend people in this room. <laughs> well, and I think every parent's going to have a different intention, right? Mm-hmm. And even if it is for their best interest, like we said a couple episodes ago, there's no real altruistic act. I mean, you're also doing that partly because it makes you feel a certain way to watch your child develop a certain way or acquire this new skill or be the best at this or whatever the case is. What do I know? <laughs> no, it's true. Like, okay, so I started our oldest child in gymnastics when she was two. So she was uh, pretty late in the game to walk. She actually didn't walk until she was 19 months old. And initially, I wasn't so concerned because working in this field, we kind of understand like, okay, things develop at different rates and that's fine. And she was showing no signs of that there was a problem. You know, there was nothing other than the fact that she used to like to do the W sit and I was constantly correcting it. So I'm like, well, that can't be good for you. So I kept checking that. But when I spoke to her doctor about it at every appointment, it was like, okay, well, she's not walking yet. What do we think? But it was hilarious because (laughs) she could speak in sentences. At 16 but, months but, old. But not walking was all uh, even fun. It, it was funny on its own. Because she, she wasn't crawling. Because she, was she wasn't sh- crawling. She'd walk on her knees. So she'd just like walk totally upright on her knees. And then one day she decided, this is stupid. I'm not going to do this anymore. Just like, I'm going to start walking. Because even for a while when we were like a little concerned by this, I was kind of telling her, like we both have these ideas once in a while. Like, should we be concerned or not be concerned? We're like... She's not going to be fucking crawling to school when she's four. Like, I think we, I think yeah. we can just like relax a little bit. And when she decides, I want to be on my feet versus my <laughs> knees. Well, yeah. So she did take her time, and you know what? She has developed into a very cautious child. So that's where the gymnastics came in. So at a certain point, I think at fifteen months old, we did have a pediatric physio come to our place yep. and just confirm what we were already feeling. You know, like developmentally, nothing wrong with her. Yeah. She just doesn't want to. She's cautious, and at some point she's going to get over the fear and she'll walk. And she did, obviously. And then when we put her in gymnastics, that decision was based on, well, you know, her gross motor skills are definitely lagging in comparison to a lot of other kids her age. You know, I know it's always that don't compare your kid. No, it's not necessarily comparing, but I was like, okay, I can see where, you know, she's still very clumsy. It's developmental like landmarks. Right. So I felt like she was still developmentally, like physically behind, um, a lot of other like one and a half, two year olds. And also she was getting, she was just so cautious, like to get her to do simple things, you know, like I'd see my friend's kids climbing all over the furniture to the point where they thought like this kid's going to break his neck. Like they're terrified. And our kid is afraid to run too fast. You know, like (laughs) she was overly cautious, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But then I thought, let's get her into an activity that's going to encourage things like balance and coordination and give her a little more confidence. And so that's how it started. It started completely selfishly with me wanting to catch her up. And she fell in love with it. We tried to pull her out of gymnastics this year because we didn't want to put too much on her plate. And she cried her eyes out. She loves doing it. So we put her back in. Yeah. And I think so you really need to listen to your kid. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think. And that's what maybe some parents don't do. Some people don't do that so much. And you guys already kind of touched on it when, you know, your kid is not answering or doesn't want to speak or, you know, 
I'm a firm believer in you shouldn't force your kids to like they're they're uncomfortable possibly for a reason or you shouldn't force them to have physical contact with people if they don't want to like oh go give uncle so and so a hug like kid obviously doesn't want you know yeah. uncle Johnny hugging them so let's just call it a day on this you know physical contact type of thing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I know and that's why that's why I don't like love when the parent is telling the kid what to do during right. the massage session like I just let them be as they are and they'll come they'll come at their own time yeah. to the re- to the relaxation or to want to massage with their clothes off like you just got to let them ease into it mm-hmm. themselves if you're a massage therapist who's like really interested like a real anatomy geek or body geek i mean kids are great for that because when you see kids of different ages Mm. different like their bodies are at different stages or even like i have um an 11 year old i see that i swear her body's like a 15 16 year old i have like like so it's so interesting on that regard like if you're interested in the body like man oh man kids they're all over the place in terms of their like sizes and their development and yeah it's true it would it would be really interesting to work with little kids and then right into teenagers because you really can just see how differently people develop and all the different stages oh yeah really interesting yeah i love kids i don't know if i would want my entire practice to be kids is it exhausting sometimes Mm -mm. no Mm mm-mm I, I not for me. But I, <laughs> I feel know. like it's a different type of exhausting. I feel like it's just as exhausting, or or not if you view it as not exhausting. But you just you're dealing with kids versus grownups in their yeah. shit. Ask, you're ask kids me in their shit. again. My practice isn't like hugely bu- busy at the moment, or hasn't. You know, I still haven't had that yet, except for November, December last year. <laughs> um, so maybe ask me again in a I'll year or something. You, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I want to, I, we will talk off mic. I want to help you get this practice moving because I think it's a brilliant idea and you are one of a kind. So for people listening who are interested, maybe even just to pick your brain or they have kids and they want to take their kids to see you, um, how do people get in contact with you? Maybe you want to give out like your website or your email or phone number, whatever you feel comfortable with. Sure. My, um, my website is metimeforkids.com. Uh, my email address is HeidiRMT at gmail.com. You can find me time. If you just, I think even if you Google like kids massage, I'm pretty like kids massage Toronto. I'm pretty you might sure be the only one that I comes might up. be the only yeah. one that comes up or at least I'm doing it right now. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> kids, kids massage. No, that's not how you spell massage. Massage. Nope. That's not how you spell massage. <laughs> I swear I do this for a living. You you come up. Yeah, you're first. Yeah. You're right under a paid ad. Um, but in terms of an organic search, you're right you're at the top. The, yeah, you're the first one that comes up. So and I see that you are closed today, but you will be open tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I hate dealing that's a uh yeah, I hate dealing with all that online stuff. <laughs> I was I should have and I funny, I got an email last night from a a new person wanting to book it. They're like, Oh, I found your website. And I haven't put anything on my website about like that I'm not that I'm not massaging during October because mm-hmm. I hadn't I had planned on it and then I just didn't and I actually had hoped to find a like a temporary space for the month of October but I didn't find anything well thankfully November first right at the beginning of busy season I know I hope so. well I hope so though I stopped stopped by to look at the space yesterday like to peek through the window and like. 
there's still no like drywall or floors. And so I like text the guy this morning. I'm like, hey, just checking in on uh, if we're still in November, move, November 1st move-in date. He's like, yeah, probably like the first week. And I'm like, oh, come on, I, I need to work. So <laughs> I'm actually going to look at a space this afternoon, a potential just yeah. space. Something in the meantime, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, because I just so I don't lose out on those new clients. Right, 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 right. My, yeah. my regulars, like I had sent, you know, an email out to my regulars and they're all fine. Like, they, like it was like, oh, okay, looking forward to seeing you in November. Maybe like, we should publish this episode closer to the end of the month so that yeah. it's right before she's about to reopen and get <laughs> yeah. her some business right through the yeah, doors we'll in do November. Yeah, we'll do that for you for sure. Yeah. I don't understand people that do contracting and stuff like that, man, because I watch some of those TV shows. I watch the Property Brothers fucking break down a house, put up a house in like seven days, and then I... I that watch I watch and then I watch Love It or List It. <laughs> I watch Love It or List It where the fucking designer can't even get like a wall moved. <laughs> it takes like a month and eighteen thousand dollars worth That's more. That's probably of more realistic. <laughs> the guy yeah. the guy said today said, Oh, it's hard to get contractors during COVID. I'm not really sure. He's like, I have no idea. I know. That's there's those reality TV shows are not real. They are not um, real. They're not real. There's are you sure? Real. There's no Love real. Island. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I've on a more on a more serious it. note, is there anything else you want to know from Heidi about her practice or massaging kids? Have Have any one of these uh, these kids that you've massaged have you put it into their into their minds that this is a potential career path for them? Have any of them expressed an interest like, hey? This might be something I want to do when I grow up. Not yet. <laughs> you almost sounded disappointed with that. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they're just like all like enjoying the receiving. Me time. Me time. Hashtag me time. Our kids, um, I think, are very interested in alternative health care because of us. Like our kids will just randomly come up to me and they'll start like massaging my arm and they're like, how's this? Is this how you're supposed to do it? And Mark always speaks to them in anatomical terms. So he'll well, ask yeah. one of them, they'll be like, you know what this is? And she'll say, it's my arm. And he'll say, yeah, but do you know what muscle this is? And then he tells them names of muscles or he'll say, do you know what bones in here? Yeah. It's not your arm bone. He's like, that's your humorous. Like yeah, he we'll speaks have conversations, to them. Right? Yeah. Or, you know, this part of this part of your limb here, this can also be called your brachium. And this is your anti-brachium or it can be your arm and your forearm, those types of things. And this is anterior and this is posterior. They, cor- they correct me as well, by the way, when oh. I, when they're in the tub and I'll, you know, I'm washing oh, them and, thigh? and I will, I'll, I'll start washing their thigh like their anterior thigh and I'm like okay now we're doing your legs and my older one no. will be like that's my thigh, that's my thigh. like okay <laughs> my legs my legs down there lady <laughs> those are conversations I generally don't have on the table my my like I'm like Swiss cheese for remembering <laughs> name like names of I mean I clearly know my stuff yeah, but yeah. like I forget half the time and I'm like Anyway, so those are not conversations I have on the table with kids. <laughs> exactly. But those are, co- but I mean, that's something I would want for somebody too. Like I'd love when I open my West End practice mm. <laughs> to have a therapist who's really good at all that stuff and to get kids excited about their bodies in that way too. And maybe interested in going into a healthcare profession. Oh yeah. We have a friend that uh, she's, she's an RMT. She's in London and she had this whole thing. I don't know if she still does it, but she, she, she told us about us briefly. Like, you know, in massage school, they, I don't know if your school had it, like the anatomy coloring book. I never had mm-hmm. one of those, but there's anatomy. Yeah. And she was developing that for kids. She's like, oh, that really? way kids can learn about their body and, and color and shit. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Did she make, is it, you need to give me the, that. Uh, I'm pretty sure she made it into a side have, hustle. So when I was looking to, uh, when I first started and I wanted to find stuff for the walls, yep. it is really hard to find anything anatomical 
that looks like a kid. Mm. It's all adults. Like nothing, there's no like, you know, like the typical, like when you go into the massage supply store and it's, you know, the anatomy charts or whatever, it's all adult stuff. I I Googled the shite out of that to find and there is not, there is nothing or very little with pediatric stuff. And which I would love to have on the wall so kids could see, recognize their bodies, right? You like, know, you might have to, you might want to try like a university bookstore, any university that has that has a has a med school. Yeah. You might want to, like U of T's bookstore, you might find stuff there. I took a course in university and I'm trying to remember the name of it, but I, my degree is in kinesiology and I took a course on child development mm-hmm. and it was actually really interesting. And we learned about, you know, bone growth and all of these, th- like, I feel like maybe this is maybe we should uh, consider another idea for a course. Maybe we should do a course on children. You should do a course. You should do well, it. You, to be <laughs> honest with you, it could be it could be part of the massage I therapy need to curriculum. Be taught first. I think it should. I think it well, should. Well, because you learn it. You learn it in in physiology. You learn it in anatomy and physiology development. Now, why yeah. not put that into the treatment side as well? Absolutely, that makes a lot of sense. Or even going down the path of like you know a different approach to assessments for a developing body versus mm-hmm. you know your typical assessment approach that you might use See, for an adult. And that's why, like, I think they do a ton of that. You know, like pediatric physiotherapists and stuff. But I think we need that more in massage. Yeah, school absolutely. As well. I think yeah, it's a good we idea. Should for sure. Or, or maybe that should just live in continuing education land. Maybe, yeah. but even even talking about uh, growing pains, I know we've been talking a long time. I'll keep this pretty short. But like for example, there's tons of kids who just have aches and pains and whatever. And I have parents who ask me like, "Is this growing pains? What are growing pains?" Like, it, like you said, I would be, I would feel more confident if I had a little more information to be able to confidently tell them like when something might be a concern when it's not why they might be feeling certain things what they can do even our six-year-old randomly wakes up and it's always her ankle Mm. she'll get aches and pains in her ankle and then so one of us has to go in her room at three o'clock in the morning and massage her leg and mobilize her ankle (laughs) that's what you do i don't i tell her to rub it in circles counterclockwise it'll make you feel better you don't even put your own hands on her (laughs) every once in a while Counterclockwise, not clockwise, no, other way, counterclockwise. Does it feel better now? Kinda. Yeah, keep doing it a little. Oh man. Kidding. I'm so happy you decided to send us the email, even though you were terrified. Uh, It's not a terrifying experience, is it? No, I said, like, the only reason I even considered sending you the email is because you guys are always very relaxed and easygoing on your podcast. So, totally. Nice. I'm relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you again. If there's anything else you want to add before we wrap up today? No, I don't think so. I think we've talked about a lot. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for coming out. It's been good. Thanks for having me. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists and a Microphone. Peace.